0: Heaven, eternity in the presence of God, pleasures forevermore. It's the hope and expectation of all Christians, and to be honest, even folks who are not Christian. But what is heaven actually like? It's so ubiquitous, we have many thoughts about it that may or may not be true. We'll talk about it on this week's episode of Revelation Unveiled on Faith by Reason. Welcome to Faith by Reason. The website behind it all, as always, is faithbyreason.net. There you will find hundreds of hours of study material, blogs, podcasts and videos. And we are wrapping up our series, our long series on the book of Revelation. We are on the last section that is Eternity, and in this case, Eternity, in the presence of God, the good part of eternity. We spent the last few episodes talking about the other side of eternity, the part of eternity that we don't want to spend. And that is in the lake of fire in hell. And we're done with that. All the bad stuff is done. All of evil has been judged and justly punished. And now it's time to talk about what we want, what we will be dealing with for eternity if you are in fellowship with God. This is the good stuff. This is heaven. And just like hell and the lake of fire, heaven is a topic, a a concept that is a huge part of our culture. It's been part of our culture since the beginning It's part of pop culture. It's just, it's, it's, Part of what we understand about the, or what we believe we understand about the afterlife. And since it is so ubiquitous, since everyone acknowledges the, the afterlife, even those who claim there isn't one, they still believe that that they should be rewarded for their works in one way or the other. Everyone believes in some type of eternal reward for what they do here on Earth. And because it is so popular and a part of pop culture, as with other areas of pop culture, there's going to be mythology mixed in with the truth. And what we like to do when we come across these types of topics is try to suss out some of the most popular myths that aren't true and kind of replace them with truth before taking a deeper dive into the scriptures. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to look at 10 myths about heaven um, and, and, and look at what And why those myths may not be true or or not completely true and replace them with some truth. And then in the next episode, we'll go through what the Bible actually says about the eternity eternity that we will spend with God um, in in detail, again, based on scripture and, and wrap up the book of Revelation that way. So before we dive in, a couple of things. First of all, I apologize for my voice if I'm a little nasally or if I'm sniffing even more than usual. I'm getting over a cold, so apologize for that. And secondly, just wanted to let everyone know that I was recently on, a podcast, a very popular podcast called the Tinfoil Hat podcast with uh, Sam Tripoli. He was uh, kind enough to have me on his show. And I talked about some stuff there that I'll actually be covering more in the next big series we, we do, which will be the book of Genesis. So after Revelation, where do you go? We Go back to the beginning. I'm going to do a series on Genesis and some of the things I talked about there, as far as the spiritual realm and the physics behind it and how, what light is and, and the speed of light and some things like that. So I will have a link to that in the show notes. So it was a really good conversation with with those guys. I like his show a lot. Um, it's not for everyone. Uh, it's for me. I think it's for my listeners, too, for, because it, it's, it's a show about people who, who just want to ask questions and want to get answers to their questions. Um, so yeah it's it's not a religious podcast per se although you know sam is on a journey in spir- spiritual journey and he is a christian and i, and I admire and appreciate his journey but just want to let you know in case if you're expecting a religious podcast it it's not that although we do obviously talk about faith-based subjects in in the episode that i'm on and in other episodes that sam has on so that's that all right let's dive in i'm gonna look at at, at 10 about what I believe are the most prevalent uh, myths about heaven. And, and we'll go into what the actuality is. And so let's start with uh, one myth that's pretty basic. And that myth is that you will spend eternity in heaven. If you are on the side of God, if you are saved, you'll spend etern- eternity in heaven. That's actually not true we will not spend eternity in heaven. If you're a Christian, you will actually spend eternity in what's called the new Jerusalem and that new Jerusalem is on a new earth. So God did not intend for us to spend eternity. Excuse me. Sorry. that that cold I was talking about. God did not intend for us to spend eternity in heaven. He's he meant for us to spend eternity on earth. And we're going to talk about this quite a bit more in the next episode, because I think this is, this is a huge thing. Now, granted, if you were to die now before the you know this section of the book of Revelation, you will go to the presence of God in heaven. However, once everything is said and done, is the Bible makes it very clear? And we'll see that we'll see that in the next episode, in the next few verses, that God's intention is for us to spend eternity on a, the new earth, not heaven earth. Why? Well, because. The end of revelation is going to mirror the beginning of Genesis, which again, we'll talk about um, in the next big series on Genesis. God initially made man, Adam and Eve and their and their descendants to rule over the earth. That was his original intention. He made Adam and Eve. He said that, you know, all of creation will obey you. They were the image bearers of God. They were made in the image of God and his command to them was to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and basically make the earth into Eden. And that didn't happen because of original sin. Stuff so we'll talk about down the road a bit, but God basically gets back what he wanted intentionally. It was never God's intention for us to be in, to only dwell in the heavens. He made the material world earth for a reason. He didn't give up that reason just because we messed up humanity, messed up and the fallen Elohim fallen angels, and, you know, Satan and all that messed up, he will he is going to go back and get what he wants, which is for us to live on the material earth. We will have a body, a body that's like the resurrection body of Jesus. And when Jesus was on earth, he when when he resurrected and came back, he wasn't just a spirit. He had a he had a body, flesh and bone, no blood. Interestingly, we'll talk about that in the next episode but he ate and he drank and he talked and he touched people and people touched him. He had a physical body. And so will we, there'll be resurrection bodies they will be very different than the bodies we have now, but those bodies were intended to dwell on a physical earth. So we will not spend eternity in heaven. We will spend eternity in heaven and, excuse me, in in the new Jerusalem and on this new earth. And we'll talk about that in more detail in the next episode. Right. Uh, Myth number two, that is that heaven is going to be boring and that really comes from the fact that we just don't know a lot about heaven i mean when you when you think about it we, we actually know more, we have more details or you know in, in pop culture we have more details about hell you know fire and brimstone there' be eternal suffering and all that kind of stuff that we talked about before but when you ask people what heaven is like, they will say, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll, we'll be rejoicing. We'll be praising God. We'll be, you know, if you want to even get really silly, you know, we'll be sitting on a cloud, strumming a harp." Those are the images that you get from popular culture. And don't get me wrong. Some of those aspects, some of the things that we do know about heaven that are talked about popularly, they sound great in the short term. I mean, think about it. What do people say about heaven? Well, first of all, when we get to heaven, we'll praise God. And that, that sounds amazing. We will get there. We'll finally be done with this earth. We will be ready to, we will, we'll be in the presence of God, who we, which is what we've wanted for all along. We'll get to talk to him and praise him. And yeah, we'll sing to him and we'll worship him. And that sounds great for, you know, weeks, maybe even months praising God. But then we're talking about eternity. We're talking about forever. Do you really want to spend forever in a church service? If you're honest with yourself, you know you don't. You know, we enjoy church and church is great, but we don't spend seven days a week, 24 hours a day in church. We want to do other stuff. And while God is worthy of our praise, and so is you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that that's going to get old. Is that all we're going to do in heaven for eternity? That would be boring, but that's not what we're going to do. Well, what else? Well, we'll see our relatives who passed away and that will be glorious. I can't wait to see. Um so my relatives, my grandparents who helped raise me. They were wonderful people and I can't wait to see them again. And, you know they you know, both died of old age. They have you know diseases, and they died of uh, of those you know complications, which most people do. Everyone's going to die of old age or or complications of complications of of some type of disease. It'll be great to see them, you know, vital and young again in their in their perfect resurrection bodies. I want to you know hug my grandmother, my grandfather, and some of my aunts and uncles who passed away. I want to meet people who I've I've admired throughout the years, and I, w- I want to meet the disciples. I want to meet. You know, I, I want to meet the prophets. I I, I want to meet people throughout history who've done great things. And I think that's going to be wonderful. And we could spend years and years meeting all of these amazing people who have lived their lives on earth. But again, that'll take a few years. Then what is heaven going to be just some, some boring thing? We just seeing the same people over and over again. No, that could get old for eternity. Well, what else are we expected to see in eternity? Well, we're expected to rest They say, you know, heaven, we can we can finally rest from the toils of this world. And I can't wait for that. I feel like I'm just perpetually tired and worn out by this world, the responsibilities of this world, of just the burden of just the as sin tends to magnify on this world and things are getting worse and worse. And I'm just exhausted by it mentally, physically, emotionally, and I will love to just rest. But now, how long do you want to rest? I don't want to rest for eternity. I want to do something So we have this idea that those are all the things that heaven Is you know, praising God, meeting people, resting All those things are wonderful But an eternity of that does sound boring But that's not all heaven is So heaven will not be boring. Heaven is actually going to be exciting It's going to be the most fulfilling Uh... Existence we could possibly imagine. We're going to talk about that in, in a in a little later in this episode But you know heaven will not be boring. Trust me on that the next um, myth myth number three is that heaven is Somewhere out there said so heaven is you know up in the sky. We know it's not in the sky But I mean it's somewhere far away. It's it's just this this existence that. Is, is just so far removed from us. We can't even imagine it. and then once we die we kind of go someplace. We're transported at the speed of light to some place Way way out there. That's not true. Heaven as far as the spiritual realm is concerned is not somewhere else. It's right here We are immersed in it now. We cannot perceive it because of the uh, the way we are now, we're in our our these physical bodies, but the spiritual realm is all around us. In fact, if you listen to that podcast I was just talking to you about that I linked um, when I'm on the Sam Sam Tripoli show, I actually talk about that. And I also get some of the physics around why that's true. So heaven is not someplace far, far away. Heaven is all around us. The spiritual realm is all around us. And once you pass away, once you die or are raptured and you give up this mortal body, you will immediately be in a state where you can perceive the spiritual realm that's all around us right now there are spiritual entities all around us the spiritual realm is everywhere we just again we just can't perceive it so it's not someplace far away it's right here it's all around us um the next myth myth number four is that heaven is the place where good people go now, this is really getting getting into the secular aspect. I mean, if you're a Christian, you know that that's not how, how things work. You don't get into heaven by being good. We talked about this in the last few episodes. You get into heaven for one reason, because you are in relationship, or more accurately, fellowship with God, with Jehovah, with the God of the Bible. You don't get there by being good, because if you could get there by being good, then on your own, then why did Jesus have to die? No, you get into heaven by being, in fellowship with Jesus, with God, with the Holy spirit, with the Trinity, with, with, with the triune God. And you get that by being saved, by accepting the gift of salvation that was provided to us by the death and resurrection of Jesus. Just being good. Isn't, isn't going to hack it. Why? Because in order to be in the presence of God, you just can't be good. You have to be perfect. Sin cannot be in the presence of God. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Therefore, anyone who dwells in his presence can have no darkness in them at all. So it's not about being good, it's about being perfect and none of us are perfect. You think of the nicest person you ever met in the world, The, the most generous, compassionate, beautiful person you've ever met, they're not perfect. They have some sin in their life because no one is perfect. So there is some darkness in them. And no matter how good you may think you are or you may think anyone else is, unless they were perfect, they cannot be in the presence of God. That is the beauty, the glory of salvation, which is that Jesus paid for our sins and he take his perfection. He's the only person who ever lived a perfect life. He's the only person who earned a place in the presence of God because he had no sin. Therefore there was no darkness in him. But he took on our sin. He took our sin and replaced his sin with our righteousness. So when God looks at us, he does not see our sin if you are or if you are forgiven and in Christ. What he sees is a perfection of Jesus. His blood cleanses us of all the sin. So that's how you get to heaven. Not by being good. And again, I'm not gonna dwell too much on that. We talked about it ad nauseum in, in the um in a couple episodes ago. All right, what is the next myth? Myth number five. Myth number five is that when we go to heaven, we will be in a in a full omni- om- omniscient and mistake-free form. What do I mean by that? Well, there's this idea that when you get to heaven, you're gonna just suddenly know everything, and you're never gonna make another mistake ever because you're just going to be in this state of this ultimate state where there's no room for growth. And to be honest, this is something that I believed for a long time that once we, we, we go to heaven, once I die and I am in the presence of God, like there'll be like a download of all the information that ever existed into my head. And you know, and and then I'll, I'll never make another mistake. I'll just know everything. Well, that's not biblical. Not only is it not biblical. It just honestly doesn't make any sense. Why would, why would we suddenly just know everything? I, we will not, and we will make mistakes. We will grow in heaven. I know that sounds a little foreign, but we will grow in heaven. In fact, the, when, when we read the, um, the, uh, the next couple chapters, we will see that there is, there's healing in heaven. There are leaves on the, on trees at, in the, uh, in the new Jerusalem that, that are for the quote unquote healing of the nations. Why would you need to heal of something? Why would you need to repair something unless you're going to make mistakes? does that mean there's sin in heaven no of course not there is no sin in the presence of god but we won't know everything and we will make mistakes making a mistake is not a sin let me say that again making a mistake is not a sin you i'll give an example let's say that you 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 thought you were going to meet someone someplace at six o'clock but you misheard them and they actually meant six o'clock you know pm instead of am and you go at the wrong time well that's a mistake was it a sin Of course not. There was no malicious intent. There was no evil intent there. You just made a simple mistake. You didn't know. You didn't have a certain amount of knowledge and that knowledge now you can get corrected by the person saying, Hey, you know, I didn't mean 6 PM. I meant 6 AM and now you've been corrected and you can make up for it, but you didn't sin by misunderstanding. So we will not know everything. We will still make mistakes. We will grow. We will continue to grow forever. We will all, we will be gaining new knowledge from God, from each other, from our experiences. Heaven is not going to be this, this state of being ultimate forever because again, no one can be that, but God only God has all the information and he's not just going to give us all that information immediately. Why would he, we are going to grow again. You have to get this idea out of your mind about, you know, the heaven in our mythology, we are going, we're not going to be in heaven. We are going to be on earth. We will continue to learn and grow. We will just be in a state where we are no longer tempted by sin. We will have a new body will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus and we will no longer have the, the evil desires that we have. So if I were to die tomorrow and I go to heaven, I'm going to be the same person as far as a level of knowledge that I have. I won't have the same sin nature. But I'm, not, I'm going to know everything. I'm only going to know what I knew yesterday, the day before I died. And then I'll keep learning and growing and being more and more myself. So that's what that's all about. We will not be mistake free. We will grow. We will learn. And that's going to be a glorious thing. So um, the next thing um, about heaven is the, the next myth is that there's no sex in heaven. <laughs> okay. This is a good one. Um why am I bringing that up? Well, because if, if you recall in the Gospels, one of the many times the Pharisees tried and failed to, uh, you know, catch Jesus in, you know, uh, basically outsmart him, which they could never do. You can't outsmart Jesus because Jesus basically was listening to God all the time. And so God has all the information. So Jesus had access to that information. So you can't. So technically, Jesus was the smartest person to ever exist. You're not going to fool him. But one of the things they tried to fool him, with was by asking him, you know, in, you know, in, if if a woman, their example is if a woman had a husband, who you know she married the husband, he dies, she gets remarried, and that husband dies, and then she gets remarried again, and that husband dies. Sounds like this lady has really bad luck with husbands, but the question was, when she gets into eternity, whose wife is she? they were again, trying to, they were again, trying to catch him in in, in, in a contradiction. But Jesus said, don't you know that when we are heaven, in heaven, we will be like, the, we will be like the angels in heaven. There will be, we will not, there won't be no marriage or giving in marriage in heaven. Well, marriage understand that from the standpoint of God, marriage isn't a ceremony. That's what we do here on earth. You, you ask someone to marry you, you give them a ring. You save a bunch of money and you spend a whole ton of money. I know this because I'm married. You spend a whole bunch of money on this ceremony, this event. You buy a bunch of food for people whom we don't even like and and, you know, you stand before a priest or, or a preacher and you exchange vows. That's what we call marriage to in, in the biblical sense. Marriage is sex. The sexual act seals a marriage covenant. You become betrothed to someone. And then you have sexual intercourse with them, and that seals the marriage covenant. Covenant. That's why there's no such thing as sex before marriage. Sex, marriage, sex is marriage. Sex is the sealing of the marriage covenant, which is why you're supposed to be a virgin before you, you know, before you have sex with someone. Because that person, that first person you have sex with, you married them in the eyes of God. And I know that could be horrifying, depending on who the first person who had sex was with was. Anyway, the point of that is that. Apparently there will not be physical sex in heaven. sounds kind of bad because, you know, sex is pretty cool. It's enjoyable, but but it doesn't mean that there won't be intimacy. There will be a different kind of intimacy. In fact, uh, and again, this is a postulation, but the great scholar, theologian C.S. Lewis, he postulates that when we meet people in heaven, you will just be able to just have intimate contact with them. You'll be able to know them intimately. And that's really what, what sex is. Yes, it's the physical act, but it's also this bonding, this, this deeply intimate sharing with someone else. And so there will be deep intimate sharing with others. In fact, that will be one of the joys of heaven. And it will be better than physical sex. Why? Because everything that happens on earth, that is a representative of what's going to be happening in eternity is a lesser form of that. So the sexual union we have with our spouse is a model of the intimacy we'll have in heaven, meaning that the true intimacy in heaven is going to be more glorious, more rapturous, more satisfying, more of, of a state of ecstasy than the sex we have here on earth. So we won't have physical sex in heaven, but we will have a form, a form of intimacy with each other that's even greater than that. All right. What's next? The next myth in heaven, myth number, um, uh, I think I'm at number eight. I think I'm at number eight. So if, if I'm not, in awe, then the screen will say otherwise. Maybe we'll do more than ten. it's fine. The next myth is that there there will be nothing new in heaven. That that once we get to heaven, to the New Jerusalem, to this new earth, that everything will be there, and then God's not going to create anything else. Well, God may not be creating anything else, but we will. We will be creating in heaven, we, in, in in eternity. Remember that after God is done creating, He's going to rest, just like He did initially in Genesis. On the seventh day, God rested, not because God was tired. We've talked about this before on Faith by Reason. Resting—the actual interpretation of. Resting is God ceased his activity. God ceased initiating his will in Genesis chapter two. From Genesis chapter three to the end of the book, all God did was respond to what man did. Man was made the image bearer of God. Man became the first cause of creation after, after Jehovah ceased his activity. Well, that's going to happen again. We are going to be the creative entity. We are going to bring our creativity, our uniqueness to four, and we're going to create new things. What new things? Well, I don't want to get into that now because I want to keep this as a shorter episode. But in in, in our penultimate um, uh, episode of faith of, of revelation unveiled, I'm going to give you the my wild and crazy idea of what we're going to be doing in heaven. And it's, it may be wrong. In fact, it's probably wrong, but it's just my extrapolation from what I've come to understand. And that includes some serious creation that we're going to do. In fact, it says that we're going to be, I'll give you a hint in heaven. We're going to be like God. What did God do? Well, whatever God did, we're going to do it too. So I'll, I'll leave that for you and we'll, we'll dive into that um, in a few episodes. Um, the next myth is that in heaven, in or in eternity, there will be no more human pleasures. You know, the things that we that we like in our physical bodies, they're going to all go away in heaven. We're just going to have these bodies. We're not going to do any of the stuff that gave us pleasure here. We're going to have a different level of pleasure. Well, yes and no. Yes, we'll have a different type of pleasure in heaven. But in the Bible is very clear that we will do certain things in in the in eternity on this new Jerusalem and new earth that we've done before. There's going to be eating and drinking in heaven. That's very clear. When Jesus was in his resurrection body, he always ate. Every time he came around the disciples in his resurrection body, he ate and he drank, which I think is awesome because I love eating and I love drinking It's great. And we're going so we're going to keep doing that. Um, we're going to laugh. We're going to you know, laughing is one of the greatest pleasures we have. Again, we're going to be We're going to have intimacy. We're going. To smile, and we're going to have all the. We're going to have relief. We're going to have rest. We're going. So we're going to have many of the pleasures that we enjoy now. Why? Because again, the the new heaven and new earth is a return to Eden to the way we were supposed to be. And in Eden we were meant to have certain physical pleasures like eating and drinking and laughing and fellowship and smiling and talking and all these wonderful things that we enjoy that aren't, that have no sin attached to them. We will still have those kinds of pleasures, which is great because it helps us understand what heaven's going to be like even better. Um, The next myth and the, I think the last myth, I think myth, I think this is um, number 10 is that in heaven or in eternity, there'll be no sadness. Unfortunately, that's not true. There will be some sadness in heaven because we will see in the verses that we're going to study starting in the next episode it says that God will personally wipe away all the tears from your eyes. Why would you have tears in heaven? Why would you have tears in eternity? Well, some would say, well, it's just, they're just tears of joy. And I believe, yeah, there will be tears of joy, but you don't need to, we don't wipe away tears of joy. You indulge in them. Wiping away a tear means that you are, you're, you're, you're extinguishing the sadness. You're, you're comforting someone who is sad. There will be sadness in heaven. And I think that sadness is going to primarily come from those who we love, who won't be there with us. I think we all have people in our lives who we love, who are not going to be a part of uh, of God's family who have chosen another route. And so that will be, that will be sad because you know, they're going to spend eternity oh, separated from God as we've talked about in the last episode, the last couple of episodes and that will make us sad and that sadness won't necessarily go away because again, it's eternity. You will know that someone you love, a friend, a relative, y- you will always know that they are separated from you and they will never be with you and that will be sadness. But, It says that god will personally comfort you he will personally wipe away those tears how does that happen i don't know the exact mechanism but i think that the the joy that we feel in heaven will be so will so overwhelmed with sadness that even though there will be sadness the joy will just be exponentially more than that okay so that's it for the myths so in a nutshell what will heaven be like heaven will be all of us operating in a in our optimal state we will be in our uniqueness every one of us is unique there is no one like you on earth never has been never will be which makes you valuable which makes me valuable which makes all of us valuable because what something is valuable something is rare the reason that a diamond is more valuable than you know a, a, a regular rock is because diamonds are rare the rarer something the more rare something is the more valuable it is But, you know, there are thousands of diamonds. I have no idea how many diamonds there are in the world. but Let's say tens of thousands of diamonds, which make them rare. However, there's only one of you, which makes you the most rare thing, the rarest thing in the world, because there isn't, there's only one of you makes me the rarest thing in the world because there's only one of me. So you get the picture. We will spend eternity doing what we do uniquely and bringing that unique value to everyone in the community of eternity. We will all be valued because no one else can bring to eternity. What we do, you are going to do what you love, whatever it is that you love, whatever it is that you feel you could do forever and never get tired of it. That's what you're going to spend eternity doing. And we'll I'll, I'll emphasize that more in the upcoming episodes. For me, I love to teach. I love to help people see things. I, I love to help people understand things. I can do that forever. I would never get tired of doing it. So that's, that's probably what I'll be doing for eternity. And there are other people who love bearing pain of others. They, they want to hear your stories. They want to, they want to sympathize with you and, and just help you grow. They'll do that. There's others who want to be of service. They get joy out of fulfilling needs and they'll fulfill needs forever. There are you know other people who just love to give. They just love giving things. They are givers and, and they could give forever. Well, that's what they'll do for eternity. And there are others who just love to make other people happy. They just want to focus on making people feel good and doing everything it takes to, to make people. They're like the cheerleaders. They'll be doing that for eternity. Whatever it is that you uniquely love, that you can do forever and never get tired of it, that's what you will do. And you'll be valued for that because no one else can or ever will be able to do it the way that you do it. And we people will never get tired of getting that value from you because they can't get it anyone else anywhere else. Excuse me. You will be so valued for what you bring and you will be joyously bringing it and you'll, you'll have the joy of bringing your uniqueness to others. All of us will have the joy of getting that uniqueness from you, that value from you, and that will never end. That is what eternity will be like. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right. We're at the half hour point, And so I'm going to wrap this up. So those are the myths about heaven. And we're going to, in the next episode, we're going to take a deep dive. We're going to go into the actual verses. I'll probably get, I'll probably read the rest of the, of the, the next two chapters and just maybe leave the very, very last few verses for another, for, for the epilogue. But we're going to talk about what the new Jerusalem is. We're going to read the verses about it. Read what the bride of Christ is. And we're going to go through all of that focusing on the Bride of Christ in the next episode. So thank you for listening and watching. I appreciate it. Please subscribe here to Faith by Reason. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on Rumble. You can subscribe. My preference is you subscribe on faithbyreason.net. Put your email into the right navigation area so that you can get alerted whenever a new episode is available. And I will talk to you next time when we talk about the New Jerusalem and the Bride of Christ and eternity in the presence of Jehovah.